Welcome to today's show, Strategic Insights Radio, brought to you by Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. is a full-service business consulting firm that provides business plan creation and review, marketing plans, website design and branding, marketing implementation, process automation, accounting, custom CRM design and implementation, and business technology strategy consulting and implementation, and probably a whole lot of other things that we do too, but uh, we don't want to take up too much time on that. Uh, I'm the host of today's show, Dave Wilkins, uh, the COO of Sterling Rose, and today's guest is Tanya Day. Uh, Tanya is an author and a certified life and career coach, which is actually our second life coach we've had in the last month, which is interesting enough. And rather than reading Tanya's uh, bio. I'm going to let her describe herself because she has a fascinating story to tell and I think this is going to be a real interesting program for our listening audience. Tanya, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. I truly appreciate the invitation. Um, My name is Tanya Day. I am an upcoming author writing my first book. It's called My Secret Friend, which is more so a book helping people move from the pain of, the, of their past into their present. I'm also, as you mentioned, I'm a certified life and career coach. Again, helping people move forward in life, as well as a public speaker. And I'm also the founder of One Source Learning and Development Center, which is a teen pregnancy, pregnancy prevention, an after-school program, as well as a workforce development. Great, great. Now... That's and, and you know Tanya. That's what we really wanted to talk a lot about today was was one source. And in the interest of full disclosure, uh, met uh, Tanya about a year ago when uh, uh, Tanya asked for Sterling Rose Consulting to help with prepare their their financial projections and business plans to help them get their business their their not for profit uh, organization started here in Georgia. And uh, Tanya, let's uh, you know take take us through that whole process of how you you know where the idea came from okay. and the the last year and how where you are to this point. Okay. Um, well, one source was created um, in North Carolina. We originally tr- moved. Well, we lived in North Car- Durham, North Carolina, and. Knowing that there were needs, we had a meeting with a school, Southern High School in Durham. And speaking with the principal, the print, I asked the principal if there were any ways that we can come in and help the school, aside from just having donations and fundraising um, programs for them, just raising supplies for the teachers. Mm-hmm. Were there any other items or any other ways that we can help? And the counselor was present in the meeting, and she made mention that one of the issues that the high school was having were teens getting pregnant in groups, as well as the STD rates were very high. And um, because my husband is a pastor, um, we could not enter the school system as a church. Mm-hmm. So one source was created as a way to offer the services that were evidence-based, but at a from a point to where the I like to call their children so that way the children can receive proper services um so it came that's how it, one source came into play uh-huh. but from 
that one meeting, um, once we went live, we were floored with a, a, a major response of people in need of help. Um, not only did we find that teens needed help and education, but their parents did as well. So one source from that point morphed from just a teen pregnancy center to the workforce development. There were a lot of parents of teens who were not well educated or mm-hmm. some of them were in the workforce making less than $8 an hour and they just could not see a way of moving ahead. So what we did as a nonprofit organization, we went to the Employment Security Commission and we asked if there was a way that we can connect with them to help some of the people who were either unemployed or underemployed find meaningful work. So we ended up creating the workforce development piece. Okay. And once the workforce development piece was created, another issue arose. <laughs> <laughs> you had children left at home by themselves. Ah, so yeah, what the did daycare, one the daycare exactly, issue. exactly. Yeah. So what did one source do? We found a solution to the problem. So we created the after school program. So um, we had the teen pregnancy program housed in the middle school. I mean, in housed in the house high school. Uh-huh. We also had the workforce development at our building, which was 6,000 square feet. So we had Duke University, who donated 25 computers so we can get the workforce development piece off the ground, as well as the after-school program. And we had the workforce development operating in the facility from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., cleared out the building, and we converted it so that way the children can come after school free to obtain the um, tutoring, to be in a safe environment, to receive snacks. That's one way we kept them motivated. Sure. <laughs> but um, work, the workforce development piece really opened up so many doors for one source because once you get into the field of helping, you just discover that there are so many underlying, underlining issues that just are literally literally exposed Mm -hmm. um so we just kind of dove in we always like to take the approach of finding solutions to a problem so once the after school piece came into play we began to build the relationships with the children and find out okay there's needs that they're having at home that are being unmet some children were going at home just with bag full of snacks only because they didn't have food So then we said, okay, how can we help with that? So we partnered with the food bank, and we opened a food pantry. Um, It wasn't just a food pantry that just sold canned goods. We had meats. We had steaks. We had bacon. Everything that you would see in a grocery store, we carry those items. And, again, all the items are free, open to the public. And we wanted to make sure that any barriers that people were facing, we wanted to try to break down the barriers, break down the walls, so most food, ban- most food banks were closing at 5. We extended the hours to 7.30 to 8. Mm-hmm. Um, the children, some of the kids, they needed um, assistance with the homework, so we partnered with the North Carolina School of Science and Math to have teachers come and volunteer. We had North Carolina um, certified licensed teachers coming working with the students. So it wasn't as if the after-school program was a daycare and we were caring for the children. We were literally educating because us having, me and my husband, we have four children. And our oldest daughter was involved in a Duke TIP program, which is getting 
young women involved in science and literally the science and the technology and engineering. So our daughter's experience with the Duke TIP program is it sparked so many ideas on ways to merge those things that we experienced through her into one source. Okay. So yeah. once we, um, as yeah, you can the, see, the it's first, a lot. Yeah, and the firstborn is always a guinea pig. It is. She <laughs> she truly was. The firstborn will always be that guinea pig. Yeah. But um, that's how one source arms begin to stretch. And that's one of the themes that we have at one source is the arms of hope because whatever needs you have we want to be able to help you yeah now what brought you to to, to georgia the atlanta area well oh my goodness um my husband <laughs> <laughs> after we've started every all the programs we were strong the program grew we ended up transferring here um work related um to Georgia. Okay. And what we did was we stopped the service. Well, we stopped services under one source and we began to work with the children and um, families on getting them connected with other resources. And again, as I mentioned earlier, my husband's a pastor, so he he transferred here because he was going through a lot of the um, leadership. Tra- he went through the Sam Chan leadership development. So through that through those opportunities that he had there, it opened up a lot of opportunities here in Georgia. So we transferred one source from North Carolina to Georgia in 2017, and we've been having the strategic plans since last year, and that's how I met you. Right. Um, Because the services, we know that the same services are needed here in Georgia. Georgia just has, it's 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 a totally different dynamic here. Um, not only are teens pregnant, the, the teens do have the pregnancy um, rates here, but there's also very high statistics, statistics with STDs. Mm-hmm. So there's just a greater need. So understanding that we don't have to recreate the wheel, but we can modify it. Sure. That's when I reached out to Sterling Consulting and I, um, I think it was truly a wonderful experience working with you and Miss Jennifer. Um, you guys took what was a thought and you made it a reality because you were able to offer the projections and the insight of things that I really was not aware of here. And that just allowed me to do more research um, on the area, on Georgia finding out what are the needs that Georgia have? What are some of the disparities that are here? How can one source really make an impact in the community in the area that we're in? And once I began to do the research and see the needs that were here, I also began to identify the counties that had the greater needs. Um, so one source, we're going to be launching in the next couple of months, and we're starting our services in DeKalb County. Okay. And our focus is to grow. And um, we will still have the all the services here, but it will be magnified just because of 
who we're serving and where we're serving. Yeah, obviously, it's yeah the the Atlanta metro re- region and uh, DeKalb County just itself is is much larger than yeah. uh, than you're up in up in North Carolina. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, but you've already got the process laid out, so you know what to do. And it's just taking yes. it to to the next level. Well, what's happened over? The, you say you're ready to to get things started here in yes. a, in a couple of months. What 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 after you know after we we helped you get the the plans together and all that? That uh, what were the activities and tasks that uh, that consumed all this time so that that's gotten you to this point? Oh wow! And and some of the lessons you learned in the process. <laughs> okay, um, the, uh, starting out a business plan is the best plan that you can it's the best investment that any business owner can have because you are literally outlining and laying out your steps and your path to success so with the business plan in hand we begin to strategize and um, go out into the community Um, the business plan included different organizations that were doing the same things that we were doing so we built relationships with those individuals and with those organizations, and now they're our partners. We um, not only wanted to build a partnership here, but we also brought the partners from North Carolina with us. So Duke University, um, the Center for Health and Public Policy, they're, they're still partnering with us. And um, here in Georgia, we have reached out to the Jane Fonda Teen Pregnancy Center. So we have a health educator who's going to be working with us, as well as we have a solid team of individuals that we've built relationships who are working with OneSource now, because even though we haven't officially launched, just through the meetings that we've been involved in and through the the serving the communities, mm-hmm. our name began to be made known. So a lot of the people begin to connect with OneSource and... That's how we built a very strong team, and some of the young ladies and some of the young men who are on the team are qualified in the areas to help teams. We have health education, um, health educators. We have um, two young ladies who are licensed clinical social workers. We have two young ladies who are over the Velocity After School program who are teacher, Georgia, certain states, like, well, Georgia licensed teachers and they operate program they have operated programs that are quality rated so the programs that we're implementing here are going to have standards again it's not going to be a baby it's not about babysitting but mm-hmm. it's about educating everyone that we come in contact with so our after school program is project it's a project based learning our teen pregnancy, as well as it's um, evidence driven. So, we, we, yeah, evidence driven. You've you've mentioned that several times. Help help us understand what that term means. So, the information that we want to relay to the teens, as well as to anyone who we come in contact with, we want to make sure that is scientifically proven to be effective, and to ensure that we're using evidence based programs like TOP, which is the teen outreach program. That's to help reduce teen pregnancy as well as um, reduce the risky behaviors. Okay. Um, the project-based learning, it incorporates STEAM, which is science, the technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. So 
in addition to that, we are launching everything in phases here in Georgia so that way we're not overwhelming our staff and overwhelming the community and not be effective. And another part to that is we have a collaborator who is Dare Mighty Things who's providing our external evaluations. We want to make sure if we're providing services, are the services going to work? Are they effective? If not, how can we refine them? How can we modify what's not working? Because if it's not working, there's no need to continue to have something implemented. So we do have an external evaluator who's helping us with the um, reports, with the data that we're collecting Mm -hmm. from um, the people we serve. Um, We have pre and post surveys. We're, um, We're really wanting to make sure that we track our success and track what we're doing to make sure that we are successful and to make sure that lives are being changed and, and impacted by um, what we're offering. But it's, yeah, you, and it's a really great example how the whole concept of measuring return on investment mm-hmm. can be applied in a not-for-profit mm-hmm. scenario just like it can on, in, in a for-profit business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, you're, you're effectively trying to measure what is the benefit and yeah, not just running a program for running a program exactly exactly and for me that's Mm -hmm. important because i come from a research field so prior to moving here to georgia i worked at duke university for 11 and a half years Uh i was a grants writer as well as a financial analyst so i assisted doctors who were researching cancer researching hiv finding cures to um diseases so working with them gave me the experience and the knowledge on what's needed to be effective and to make sure that you're making a change in the community. So I just took the model and implemented it in a nonprofit because a lot of times people get it construed that just because you're a nonprofit, one, you're not really as effective or you can't make much of an impact, but a nonprofit is very important and Small nonprofits, large nonprofits, we all, we have a reason for our existence and our being. And we want to make sure that it's not about only, it's not about just having a nonprofit, but it's about making real impacts and changes and changing lives of people. Um, When I say people, the children, um, their parents. Because the way one source is set up, it's set up strategic. If we're able to get the children in middle school early with the after-school program, then some of the risk behaviors can be prevented. And some of the ones that maybe slip through the cracks, mm-hmm. we're going to pick them up in high school. So we're literally working with kids from infancy through high school, and if you need help, once you're in high school looking for colleges, one source is there to help. We have a um, scholarship program where we're helping teens and their parents look for scholarships and not only look for scholarships, but receive those scholarships. Our daughter is 23. She graduated from NC State with twelve, as with a debt of $12,000. Why? Because we obtained scholarships to make sure that her education was paid for. But not only that, she she worked in a community. She was... She was present in the community, so people knew her. They knew that she had work ethics. They knew that she had a a purpose and a drive. So I just want to make sure the experiences that we've had with our own children, that we share those experiences with other people because a lot of times you have families 
It's not that they they don't care. It's just they're just unaware. Right. Right. Yeah. And I've I've read a number of studies over the years that have talked and had conversations with other individuals in in the in the social social services mm-hmm. area that have talked about how it's not so much that people don't want to do it mm-hmm. or can't do it. They don't know how to do it. You know, they know they, they, they're they not well off, but they have no clue. First of all, they don't even know what some of the opportunities are and how they could actually improve. And then they don't even know, then they don't know how to make that happen. Exactly. And that's where we want to step in and help. Okay, we, great. Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned the the grant writing mm-hmm. as as an experience which obviously is as you as you well know I'm not I'm preaching to the choir on this one that uh, is is a very uh very uh, specific skill set and takes a lot of time and effort to 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 become a good grant writer um i think a lot of folks think that Particularly those looking, and and we've had that experience as well with with others looking to get to start uh, not for profit uh, organizations. They think you know getting a grant is a is, is no big deal. Now, help dispel that myth. It is truly a myth. <laughs> <laughs> it takes work, um, a lot of work, to be honest with you. And um, what we are actually currently doing. We're creating a curriculum to help people understand grants because it's not about thinking, oh, once I get a grant, it'll help. No, there's still work that needs to be done. There's reports that you have to follow up on. So identifying grants just to make sure that you are your mission aligns with the funder or the sponsor, that's important. Right. So that's the first thing, making sure that you locate an organization that's closely related to what you're doing and after you identify that sponsor you're going to have to explain in detail what it is that you're what service are you providing how are you making a change how are you impacting and changing lives hence the reason we have the external evaluator to make sure that we're capturing all that data it's not just doing the work and just saying we're doing a good job how do you know right exactly so um it's important for organizations to have an, an evaluation program and an, an evaluation model. So that way you can understand and know what you're doing is effective. And not only that, but once you receive a grant, you need to know that you can't spend it any type of way. So if you're asking sponsors for money, Spend the way you said you were going to spend the funds and make sure that you have systems in place to be accountable. So that's, it's a lot. It's more than just obtaining a grant. There's, you have to have integrity pursuing and obtaining federal or non-federal grant funds. And for us, we're just now starting. We, not starting services, but starting to pursue grants Mm -hmm. because we understand this whole thing is way bigger than us. We have a great team of people to help us, but we need help. We literally need help, and that means going out into the communities. That means knocking on doors. That means reaching out to sponsors, asking for donations, asking for grant funds, and showing this is what we've done. But the only issue that we have ran into is we were effective in North Carolina. They don't know us here in Georgia. Right. Yeah, exactly. So 
that's been a problem. Um, we had submitted an application, and they wanted to know the track record here in Georgia. Our numbers of 2,000-plus is in North Carolina. How many have you impacted here in Georgia? The numbers aren't that high yet, but they will get there. So that's um, one of the biggest struggles that any nonprofit will will really face, making sure that if you are not tracking your your numbers, if you're not tracking the people you're helping, the making sure, when I mean when I say tracking, meaning what's the age group that you're helping, what services are they receiving, what are the demographics, what are their race, um, and not only that, most people track. Okay, I've helped these people. We don't only track that; we make sure that we do follow-ups with everyone we serve, and ask the questions: Did you receive the? Did you? Were we helpful to you? What services were you pursuing? How was the outcome? So we want to make sure that we're following up and having what you would call quality assurance. Right. So we take it the extra mile because we got to know that lives are being changed. But the only way we'll know that is speaking with the people as well as looking at the numbers and statistics, seeing those rates reduce. And, and what you've just described works f- is, is is very important for not-for-profits and for-profits as well because right. the reality is the services that you're providing is you know in, in many respects no different than the services and products that for-profit businesses provide as well. It's all a matter, again, as you say, measuring and exactly. evaluating performance to 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 make sure you're you're doing what you you set out to do exactly yeah. exactly and another I'm going to say another point when pursuing grants when you're pursuing a grant they want to make sure that you are collaborating with people mm-hmm. they want to make sure that you're not on an island by yourself that's the main reason when we transferred here last year we got out into the community. We got out and we worked, we volunteered, we served, we offered our services, and now those same places that we volunteered with were able to build together because all of us, every nonprofit that exists, they exist for a reason. So you just need to make sure as a founder or if you're an employee of a nonprofit that you understand the why you're there and make sure that not only do you understand the why, but understand how are you going to do what you're doing. And if you understand your why and you know how, then you have to track and make sure that there's some, there has to be a third piece, which means the reporting. I'll get it out. Get the word out. Let Show right. what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, marketing. You're, I mean, your marketing it is it's it's brand awareness, and yeah. it, just like uh, any any organization yeah. has to deal with it exactly. Now, you know, it'd be interesting. What, what would be a good example of a of a success story? Now, obviously, we're back to you know talking North Carolina, but okay. uh, but as an example of a of, of a good success story that uh, that you'd like to share. Yes, sir. Okay. Um. I'll use one specifically that came into mind. Um, there was, when we first started One Source, we didn't have all the answers. Um, again, just like your first child, <laughs> when you open up service and open up your doors, that first client is your guinea pig. Right. And um, I'm going to go back to the first client, which was a young lady who was a teen mom. She already had a child. 
and I think she was 17. She was pregnant her second child. Mm. But the issue that she faced was abuse. She was in an abusive relationship. So that was a personal um that 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 her testimony and what she was dealing with was very personal to me only because when I was younger I was molested as a child but as I got older I was in a, a very abusive relationship physically so when I encountered her situation when she shared her situation and what she was dealing with at home I intentionally knew that I needed to help her and I knew had my family not helped well my mom and my grandmother have they not helped me I would probably I don't know where I would be or if I would even be alive but I made it a point to help her so what we did was we provided we offered counseling and um, the great thing is anything that we know that we can't help with we will always refer out um, that's the reason why you need collaborators because you can't you can't help everyone, but if you have a group and a network, you can at least direct them to the places that can help them. So we did offer counseling services, and her boyfriend at the time he just really wasn't receptive to it. So the next thing was getting her out of that situation. Um, we were able to provide the services that she need on a monthly basis. We were able to make sure that she was not missing schoolwork. So we were the go-between. We were able to make sure that she studied and took the test as well as we reached out to her parents. Um, she did have a torn relationship with her mom, but we reached out to her father. And we ended up relocating her in order for her to get out of that situation and not only that, we um, once she was settled in, we were able to ship items to her to get her set up there. And honestly, a lot of times when you're in a nonprofit, um, not only a nonprofit, in life, when you help people, everyone may not come back and say thank you. But this particular, as well as others, but in her particular case, months had passed but she thought about us and she reached back out and she thanked us because she could have died in that situation. And I don't know, um, hopefully someone that's listening to me, if you know of anyone who's in any type of abusive situations, speak up. And that was the main thing, speaking up. If you see something, if you are aware about an issue or if you know that there's children who's being abused or anything speak up because not speaking up can cause more harm mm -hmm. than anything so the fact that she trusted us to speak and she spoke up her situation was changed and the last time that I spoke with her she was in school she was able to actually we were able to connect her with the center up there that provided the um the the child care for okay. her kids so she was able to transfer, get plugged in, and get back in school. And that was just a conversation that I had just with that one. But there's other stories where there's people who came, who had a bad lifestyle. Um, there was one gentleman that we've helped who he served time in jail. Uh -huh. So coming through one source, he was able to find a, well, 
we connected him with an organ well a company a construction company and he's been able to work there so it's things like that knowing that what you're doing is really changing lives and that's really if you can hear it in my voice that's really all i want to do all i (laughs) want to do is help people change the situations that they're currently in and no matter how bad you think your situation is let someone help you and that's one of the issues that i used to have um growing up i was always ashamed of sharing and ashamed of who i thought i was but only through speaking up and speaking out and getting the help that i needed and talking to people and asking people for help who actually wanted to help that's how i am where i am today i'm a mother i'm a i'm a wife um, a business owner and all i want to do is take what I've learned and help other people and everyone who's connected with one source, that's their same passion. And that's what I love about the group of people who are working with us because that's all they want to do. They want to see lives changed. Well, that, that is amazing. And, and yeah, you know, you, you have followed the pattern of so many of our other clients who've gotten business started. The thing that I find is amazing is the passion mm-hmm. and the commitment to it. That's, which makes it a lot of fun for us, yeah. particularly being able to help, help fulfill that passion um and i think you've, you've just demonstrated a great demonstrated that very well tanya now help us tell us how to, to how we how you, you you get involved and how to contact you to to help to understand how we, we can help one source okay well as you can tell even though we haven't officially launched we are already getting calls um and if anyone wants to Step up to the plate and help one source. We don't, we don't care how big or how small you believe your contribution is. It's always large in our eyesight because we need people. Sure. So you can visit us on a website, which is onesourceGA.org. That's O-N-E-S-O-U-R-C-E-G-A.org. And there's on the, listed on the page are the items that, that's really needed as well as the people that's needed so if you are a health educator please call because we need to be able to teach and educate youth as well as adults Mm -hmm. Um, if you are an after school teacher or if you are a state licensed teacher or if you want to go into the profession of helping children um, being a daycare teacher it doesn't make a difference small big or small old or young we'll find a place for you okay great so that's uh, a, a phone number or any other contact is that the... yes everything is listed on the website okay great and um once we officially launch we really hope that lives will continue to be changed oh I don't think there's any question that's going to happen. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You've got too much, too great a track record here, and uh, this is this has been uh, this has been a incredibly uh, enjoyable uh, chat we've had today, and it's uh, so happy to to see where you have come in the last year and, yeah. uh, and the progress you've made and uh, you know in fact even still learn more today yeah. than we even knew uh, back when we when we worked together uh, a year ago getting the, the plants put together well this has been uh this has been as i say it's been a great show and i want to thank you uh tanya 
for uh, for being on the show. Thank you. This has been Strategic Insights Radio on Business Radio X. To find out more about One Source Learning and Career Center, the and Development Center. It's One Source Learning and Development Center. I'll get it right at onesourceGA.org. And or Sterling Rose Consulting, you can contact us at Sterling Rose Consulting at 678-996-1312 or visit us at SterlingRoseConsultingCorp.com. Again, this is Dave Wilkins. Until next time, take care. Bye.